Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. This is the show you guys have been waiting for here on this Thursday. It's the last show before 4th of July weekend, so this will technically be a 4th of July edition. Let freedom ring on the Sports Talker today. We've got a big show planned. It is bbnmeetup.com day where we're going to check out the website, uh, what it's all about, maybe maybe make a profile on air. We'll, we'll have to give that a shot. Uh, there's plenty of UK news, some recruiting news that, that we'll get to, some NBA news. We're going to have Kyle Tucker on from the Courier-Journal in the second segment. It's Throwback Thursday, so we're going to play a little Throwback Thursday at the top at the 5 o'clock hour. So there is a lot going on today. Trevor, you ready for all this? I am ready. I, I'm ready for you to find me my perfect mate today on the BBM Meetup. And now keep in mind, I'm looking for a Calipari girl, not a tubby girl. I want, I want, a, I, I want a girl that's, that's, that's one and done, not staying around for four years. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Uh, they say that the website, bbandmeetup.com, has already had 422 people have registered for the site. It's starting to pick up some uh, national news. You, you have certain blogs and other big-time websites tweeting about it nationally. So people are starting to uh, see what Big BBN Meetup is all about. I'm a little worried. I just went to the website and it came up an error 500 internal server error. Now it did that for me too, uh, which I, I I did it on a few different browsers and it did that. I went to their Twitter page and click on the link there and it worked for whatever reason. All right. Well, I'm gonna have you give me the I'm gonna have you fill it out for me. You give me the questions and I'll give you the answers because you can probably type quicker than me anyway. All right, should we start the show on this just in case uh, any matches? Yeah, yeah, maybe I can get something. Man, get a hookup by the time I leave here at eight o'clock tonight. All right, well, okay. So I'm on the I'm on the create. This is either going to be good radio or terrible radio. Uh, I don't know. Well, we can uh, spend like, the first twenty minutes talking about uh, the Pacers destroying my uh, next season's hopes again by signing Monte Ellis, or we can get my hopes up by. Maybe finding me a young lady, even if she's a Kentucky fan. I think we go with the latter of the two. All right. What do you want your username to be here on bbandmeetup.com? Um, I want it to be can, – can I, can I steal Dakota Uton's name? Uh, sure, you can do that. You want it to be Dakota Uton as your to, name? I want to be Dakota Uton. All right, Dakota Uden it is. Uh, what email address should I use for you? Uh, let's give it the website at 1450thesportsbuzz at gmail.com. All righty. And what do you want the password to be? Um, 1450sportsbuzz. Or the sports talker, something like that. We'll just do the initials for the sports talker. All right. So, the sports talker with tj walker so sports talker tj walker all right uh and we are going to create an account let's see what's next we're connected it's going to take a little bit of time this could change your life trevor Uh, you're not you're no longer eating fast food you're not drinking soft drinks and now you might find the love of your life i just i just i'm looking forward to this if it's a uk fan it'll be it'll be a weird thing 
So it's asking just for some basic info. I'll fill all this out. Oh, yeah, you go in and do that for me. You know me well enough. I do. Uh, so fandom, it wants to know if your fandom one through five with given a star, or you can say, hmm, not really. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go five. It didn't ask what team. Well, some bad news that just came up. It said that after you create your profile, uh, nothing's going to happen. It's going to take a while to match you up, maybe a week or two. Uh, a week so, or two? But but let's let's do the profile, and, and maybe you have to wait a little bit longer for love. That's okay. So <sighs> on your fandom, hmm, not really. One star, two star, three star, four star, five star. Fandom. I feel like everybody's going to say five star, so we're going to give you a five star. Okay. You're a big Cats fan. I'm a big fan in general. What what's your what's your birthday? Uh four twenty six eighty. Four Oh, they do it the international way where you do the the date, the day first, then the month. Those weird SOBs. Okay, so I've got a good feeling about this. I, I I'm think, feeling I strong vibes. I think I think you might find love right around the corner. Now they aren't going to be happy when they find out that you are a. Uh, this was a radio show uh, gag that we were doing. Yeah, they're, I am. They're not disappointed when they find that out. They'll be well disappointed after the evening's over anyway. I am a man looking for a woman. Correct. 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 Uh, city will do Louisville. And state will do Kentucky, although they let you do any state you want to. So the BBN meetup can be anywhere. Uh, you agree to the terms and conditions. And check, uh, check and the let, box that says I'm not okay with it being a relative. That there, luckily, no box for that. Okay, good. Uh, which is a, a good sign. So, I like the hat tip David Yates on that little joke, by the way. Did he come up with that? I think, yes, he did. Oh, that's impressive. Okay, well we're uh, we're we're signing up, and I'll let you know what it says. Uh, okay, we're at the. Uh, well, that's that's it. That's 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 it. That's it. I don't get any like personal uh, questions. That's it for now. Oh, that's I think a maybe, chip. I think you get more. I think you get more later. Oh come on, that's it. I wanted, that may be I wanted, it. I wanted some personal questions. I want. I wanted to. to to share my soul on the sports talker on the bbmmeetup.com today. Like, like I, I think we I think we all did. It says all profiles will be locked until July 15th. Please create a profile and check back on July 15th. So how the hell am I supposed to match me up with my perfect mate if all it asks is what my fan fandom is? What I'm guessing is maybe this website released a little earlier than they were ready for. Yeah, and uh, now there's and something tells me they didn't expect the traffic that they were going to get, which is something they should have known when coming out with something, especially fed towards Kentucky's Big Blue Nation. Yeah, so so this ended up not being what we thought it was going to be. Oh, I'm very, I'm that's highly okay. disappointed. But that's okay because now we get to look forward to this later this summer. I, so I Trevor, I know, I know you're a little crushed. I know your heart may be hurting a little bit. I am. But guess what? But guess what? It's not over. You just got to wait a little bit longer, and, and given, you know, what's an extra few days for you? I don't know. I don't know. I've been waiting 35 years. What the hell? Why not? So, yeah, so an extra two weeks, that, that's not going to hurt. So that that's all we got from BBN. You tell the carpal tunnel on my wrist that's not going to hurt. That's all we got from BBN Meetup right now, uh, which uh, a bit of a bummer, but that's okay. Well, 
Yeah, well, I'm highly disappointed in this. I guarantee you the little all, look up site will be Plenty more better. to talk about. So this is technically the, the 4th of July show. Like I said, the 5 o'clock hour we're going to do. We're going to do some uh, Throwback Thursday, which we haven't done that in a while because we haven't had some Thursday shows. You've been gone. I've been gone. We've had short shows, this and that. So we're finally going to get back to it. Uh, I, I think where we left off, you didn't. You haven't been doing too hot on the Throwback Thursdays. Uh, I struggled the last show we had, but it was there was circumstances that uh, that that were reasoning for that, and I'm ready to bounce back. Okay, well, uh, that's good to hear. Uh, Walsh, we'll we'll have some Fourth of July fun. You have any big Fourth of July plans? Uh, I do. A friend of mine uh, gets really into the Fourth, so I'll probably go hang out with him and uh, his family. And we have a lot of friends come over, and they do a pretty nice little fireworks show. It's like a thunder over Westport Road, kind of. You're more well, welcome sounds- to come out if you like. He's most of them are well, all UK fans, so you'll probably get along with them more than I will. Well, I love uh, I, I love the uh, the invite. I appreciate it. I'm going to head down to the lake, and we'll we'll be uh, taking a little you know a little break from from the computer, and that'll be nice. I am bummed that I will miss a Louisville City FC match, uh, which the Courier Journal had a nice article on Louisville City FC today. Well, it was a nice article because it was interesting. Maybe not the nicest article for Louisville City FC that basically said. Trevor, that they lose twenty uh, close to twenty two thousand dollars of game. The low FC does. Well, they don't. Uh, they they make money obviously on ticket sales, but they make some money on advertising. But playing at playing at Slugger Field, they are. It basically costs them. They they pay I think a five thousand dollar fee each match, and then they don't get any concessions. They don't get any advertising besides the advertising they put on the field or on the jersey. So all the signage around Louisville Slugger Field, that money is given to the bats. So the only ones they get is they've they've got little posters that they put on the field, uh, little folding signs that they put on the field. That's the only advertising that Louisville City FC can make. They get no concession money. All that concession money goes back to the bats. Uh, And like I said, they're they're paying $5,000. So really... Uh, they're losing if they were able to make money off concessions and beers, and that would turn a profit. But basically, that taking that into consideration, it's around twenty three thousand a game. Uh, according you to need Courier to get Journal. to every game you can this year because as even as if that's the case, I don't care how many people are showing up. That's that team's not going to last long. Well, and, and they they talked about that in the article that uh, okay, uh, Louisville City's going to get have to get their own stadium or their own place, or else it won't last long. You're right about that. And they're truly not losing 23000 a game because they do make money off ticket sales. They do get some small advertising fees, but they don't nearly benefit as much as uh, the Bats do. The Bats are making out like bandits on this deal, it seems like. Yes, you do have to worry about uh, the field conditions, I suppose, and maybe season ticket sales will take a dip because people aren't going to go to both Louisville City FC and Bats game, although Bats season tickets are only down about 600. Uh, not season tickets, but average attendance is only about down about 600 from last year. So the Bats are uh, doing pretty well off this deal. They talked about Louisville City FC hoping to get a new stadium here shortly. They've talked, uh, they've talked about designs. They've talked about where they're going to put it. Uh, now they just need to make sure all the numbers are going to line up and that the support will be there. Uh, they're not exactly sure how they're going to fund it, uh, but they'll worry about that another day. So I, I found that interesting. You ne- you, you would have never thought that they were they were losing so much money. I saw a funny tweet telling everybody to buy a president 
uh, the president of Louisville City FC, uh, Wayne Estopanol, because you know you feel bad for him. He's having to pay so much money for this team to be in Louisville. But then they said, uh, but if you buy him a beer at the game, then he's that's actually he's not going to make any money off that either. So yeah, I, I, uh, I wouldn't have guessed that they were getting pretty much kind of royally shafted on this deal through the Slugger Field. They are. I mean, that, that's not a good deal. They need to. I'm assuming they made the deal because they were just kind of backs against the wall, kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place in terms of finding somewhere to to put this team and had to kind of take it uh, bent over in the deal to do so. But, man, that's I, – I, I don't know if I would – it could have been an option B, I would think, even if it's a much, much, much smaller venue. Really? Really? No. I, well, uh, they, 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 I guess, threw around the idea of playing at Louisville's new stadium, which supposedly – for for uh, Wayne Estopanol design U of L, but that I, I think the, they said attendance for that is much much lower. I think maybe it seats three thousand or something along those lines. You could get the money. Uh, so, well, but but supposedly it just it, it wouldn't it wouldn't garner enough attention for ultimate MLS dreams where Louisville Slugger is big enough. And then supposedly the USL has a rule where you're not allowed to play at a high school stadium because there are some big high school stadiums in. In Louisville, St. X's, I, I don't know exactly how much it, it would seat, uh, but that's got a nice, uh, a nice feel to it. It's turf. I know soccer players don't really like turf, uh, but it's it's got a nice size to it. Manual Stadium, absolutely huge. That would probably be more than enough room uh, to seat everybody if, if that were the case, but the USL doesn't allow uh, those games to be played at high school stadium. So I, I think you're going to hear news about the stadium here in the next year, uh, whether or not they're going to do one, which I imagine they would, because if they don't, this team's not going to work. Or if, uh, yeah, or, or if they're going to close up shop. Supposedly they also, in their agreement, Trevor, with Louisville Slugger Field, the only way, they, they have a lease through, I think it's a five-year lease, and the only way they can get out of it is if they build their own stadium. Otherwise, they're going to have to pay a, a, a buyout fee, which I, I'm not sure exactly how much that is. Uh, doesn't seem, yeah, you're right. Doesn't seem like the best deal for uh, Louisville City FC. No, there, there's, I don't know if there could have been a worse deal for Louisville FC. Clay B116 says they should play. Bats, oh, yeah, it's, it, it works out well for the Bats. And uh, I, 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 you know, I, it doesn't make me any more inclined to go to a Bats game uh, when. It's just I don't know. It's just a different atmosphere. Surprising though that bats at, the bats are averaging more than they are, which is shocking to me. And I've tried to think of how that could be the case because every time I go to the bats game, a bats game, there's hardly anybody there. It has to just be from Thunder over Louisville weekend traffic, where maybe they get, you know, twelve thousand people there or something along those lines. Well, they get good attendance. I know Friday nights they have firework Friday. I think they probably get pretty decent attendance. Sundays is uh, I think it's is it Sunday or Saturdays you can take your kids on the field and let them run the bases and I'm. I'm a buddy of mine takes his kid up there every so every couple of Saturdays or Sundays, whichever day it is, and lets him do that. So I'm sure they get decent crowds for that. And on top of it, you got to think how many people are hanging out in the the terrace outside over where you can just stand around, opposed to being in their seats, a la like a Papa John's. And while we're on the while we're on the conversation of soccer, uh, Trevor, how excited are you for Sunday's World Cup final, USA versus Japan, one to ten? Be honest, how excited? Are you for that? Are you even going to watch it? Oh, I'll watch it. I watched a little bit of the uh, the game against Germany. I flipped kind of back and forth uh, between that and some other stuff. So, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I'd say about a, um, you know what, I'll give it a six, six and a half. 
because I will. I huh? will have it on. That's... There's not. I'm guaranteed there's nothing else on on Sunday I want to watch. The the ratings for the soccer match or for this for the Germany match were off the charts. I think it was the most watched, one of the most watched World Cup games in in the United States, men or women. Uh, also, the women's team in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I think sold out a twenty three twenty four thousand seat stadium, uh, which is which is great for women's soccer, great for soccer in general in this country. Uh, the United States will play, I think, Guatemala tomorrow. I'm not exactly. I think it's Guatemala tomorrow in Nashville. The men's team in a friendly game, and those tickets I, I think are maybe thirty four thousand uh, tickets have been sold for that. So that's soccer right now is as popular as it's ever been in the in the United States. A lot of people always want to say, well, it's a trend. It's just around the World Cup years, and, and I guess you could still make the case that it's women's World Cup years, but uh, it's higher than it's ever been. And starting next year, so yes, soccer maybe the maybe the excitement will die down a little bit after the Women's World Cup and heading into the winter and then heading into next fall. But guess what? It's not too far, and there's some other tournaments uh, to to keep an eye on that will be exciting for United States men's soccer. But not too far away for World Cup qualifying to start, and and that'll be in full swing next summer. So. Then you have that summer of World Cup qualifying. The following summer, more of the same. And then guess what? It's a World Cup year. And remind me and when you're that right comes back, around, by the way. You're right back around. So I, I really think the soccer momentum will is here to stay. And I can't imagine the hype surrounding the World Cup in 2018, which seems like a long way away right now, and it is. But if this continues to grow and, and kind of stew, then come 2018, it's going to I think you know. I think American soccer is on the right path to take the next step in terms of the popularity of the game. I Did won't you argue see that, that, but we we should both. You both. You have to agree with me that it is still nowhere near football, which is the top of the heap. Probably not halfway even near basketball, which is more likely second, and still even trailing baseball to a degree, which is third. Maybe even hockey as well. It's still it's, uh, still, well, at, the, it's still at the bottom of the pack, TJ. It, it well, it's it's tough to it's tough to say exactly because in terms because United States men yes United States men's team is going to be uh, that's going to be the meal ticket for soccer here in the states that's what people are going to care about the most MLS is getting more popular but you're right it's still the bottom of everything you just mentioned um, women's soccer unfortunately there is a professional league but that's probably never going to get the attention. That it deserves because women's soccer is still fun to watch. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that those two things are eventually going to compete with football, especially men's soccer in the MLS. But it is getting more popular. Uh, World Cup and, and United States men's national team games that actually are meaningful, Trevor, I think that could compete with all those with the exception of the NFL because nothing can really touch the NFL right now. No. I don't think it's crazy to say by 2018 you might have more people watching uh, United States men's soccer, the national team, than almost anything besides the NFL. I I don't think that's going to be too far off, and I don't really know the TV numbers for the World Cup games last year and where those rank up with some of the other big games. Uh, but it is moving in the right direction. There, there's no denying that. And the women's team on Sunday will take on Japan. It'll be a rematch of the 2011 World Cup where Japan uh, upset, surprisingly upset. The United States in a very exciting soccer match. The United States got back at Japan in, in the Olympics a few years later, uh, but this is a World Cup. It's much bigger than the Olympics. Anybody that anybody that knows anything can tell you that. 
Uh, so a revenge game. Japan got there in an interesting way. Trevor, I'm sure you saw the the own goal for England that that allowed Japan to advance. Of course I did. You know I was watching that game on the edge of my seat. Well, I know you weren't watching that game, but I, I'm sure you've seen the highlights. I have, actually, yes. How There is no worse way to lose a soccer match than that. Uh, none. I don't think. I don't think you could dream up a scenario where you could lose a game with, uh, given any sort of importance, any importance. If it was a Stanley Cup final, this or that, I don't think you could draw up a scenario that would be worse than that. The only so positive thing I can say to that young lady is just be thankful you don't play for Columbia. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's uh, there is not maybe not to the extent that you're joking about. But there, there is some truth that at least she's going back to England. And the support, supposedly, on Twitter and Facebook was just unbelievably positive. Everybody was uh, being nice to her on Twitter, where a lot of times you can uh, you can get different reactions because social media is just disgusting at times. Uh, but it was positive. It was positive. Rea- it was, everybody was nice to her, which I was, I was happy to see because I can't imagine how bad she's feeling. And, and let me... Let me just throw this out for comparison. Not that this means anything, and not that I've ever played on any sort of high level. But in one of my one of my summer league basketball tournaments, uh, in the championship game, I had a turnover that cost us the game. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, and it was a meaningless game. It was a summer league. There was like eight teams, uh, and we lost, and we ended up playing two weeks later in, in a different league. And it wasn't all that big of a deal. But I felt so bad that night, Trevor, that I, I lost sleep over because I just felt that I had left, left, uh, let my teammates down. I had made a mistake that I shouldn't have made, and it was disappointing. And that was just me in a stupid summer league game, uh, and, and I felt guilt for. Could you imagine on the, the biggest stage in women's soccer and, and one of the bigger stages of soccer in general, you make a mistake that eliminates your team one game short of the championship, where if you win, they may you know you're going to be remembered forever your team will be remembered forever and you make that mistake that girl and i'm not joking she's probably going to suffer some sort of depression and i'm not a doctor i you know i i don't know what i can't diagnose depression i i don't know how strong she is as a person but even if she was a strong person she i'm sure she didn't sleep one bit every time she closes her eyes she's probably thinking of that mistake uh, so i really do feel for her and, and i hope that she um, I, again, it seems like everybody's being supportive, and, sh- and 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 that's good to hear. But I hope she bounces back from this because that's something that can change a career and even a life, really. With how how given how big the stakes were there, it could send you into a complete tailspin. I mean, it's we've seen it in other sports. I mean, obviously Chris yep. Webber, th- you know, flourished after he left Michigan, but at the timeout, you see that Scott Norton was never back in the NFL after missing a field goal at the end of the Super Bowl for the Bills against the Giants. Uh, I'm drawing a complete blank on his name, but in 1986, the Angels pitcher gave up the home run in Game Six to to cost him the series. He ended up actually killing himself just a couple months later uh, because of depression uh, from what happened in that game. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I could see it. I would lose sleep. I I wouldn't be shocked if it could. It depends how fragile she is mentally, but if she is, and I'm not saying it's because it's male or female, but just in general, the person, you know, it, it could she could quit. Quit the sport. I mean, it could drive her to the yeah. point where she doesn't want to even want to play the game anymore. And you know, that's that just kind of shows the magnitude of sports and what mistakes like that can do. And you hope and pray it, it doesn't ever. Uh, I'll alter. give you another hat tip to Yates, Darius Washington Jr. He missed those free throws against Louisville. I mean, he was never the same player at Memphis. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right about that. And, and you saw, uh, I mean, you saw in in all these circumstances, you you saw how heartbroken these guys or or gals have been after their mistakes. You really do feel for him. I mean, even if you were a Japan fan, even for Louisville fans after Darius Washington and Darius, and, and he did also kind of do that the gesture, which maybe made Louisville fans feel a bit more vindicated. I yeah, suppose he jumped into Garcia on top of it, yeah, so you know. But I mean, you still just—I don't know how old this girl was for England. I would guess anywhere between twenty-four and twenty-seven. Uh, Washington, I would imagine, would be nineteen or twenty. I mean, it's just a lot for a kid or a young adult. I mean, it's just a lot for them to take on. If this had been a male World Cup, though, do you think the Twitter and the social media mob would have been as generous in in in, in consoling the player? Because do you think they, well, they you take know, it easy I, out? Because speaking of which, because not to mention this, for not forget, England hasn't even I don't even think been to a World Cup final in probably fifty years. They've only they won one in probably fifty years or sixty years to don't to boot. I mean, if that was why I sound Canadian. Uh, so I mean, if it's a if, it, if that's a male that does that, do you think the social media of the of the Twitter world, the Twitter sphere, is more consoling to him? Well, and I saw an article saying that all the support for this young woman from England was sexist. Uh, and you know, I initially was just like, oh, well, that's stupid. That's a very stupid thing to say. But I do agree. I think people would still be tougher on a man. Uh, not let me let me clarify. I don't think it's sexist. I, I, I think it's more of a desire I, for the men to win than the women. I, well, I, I, that that's part of it. I think just it's a you know it's England is very hungry for for a men's title, but they support their women's too as yeah. as well. I actually have a buddy who's doing work in England right now. He works in Louisville, uh, but he he goes over to England probably three times, four times a year. And I asked him what the reaction was over there. He said everybody was disappointed and bummed about it, but nobody was really talking about it. And he could he, he didn't know if they weren't talking about it because they were so disappointed, they didn't want to bring it up, or if they just were like, oh, yeah, that, that, that kind of is a bummer. Oh, well, we'll move on. So it would be different for men, but I do think that you'd still have a, a, a strong support section of people supporting them saying, hey, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. You'll bounce back. But I do think you'd also have more people saying, very hateful things on the internet than maybe you would uh, for this young lady, which, you know, you should never say any hateful things on the internet because you're a loser. If you do that, uh, we're running behind. There's I want to continue losers out there. There are so many losers out there. We're running behind. We need to get Kyle Tucker on. I told him where he was going to be on at four 30. So he's probably going to be mad at me. Uh, we'll get him on after this break. We're going to talk UK. So stick around here on 1450, the sports buzz. We'll be right back.
Yeah, I think what Max is trying to say is that it's probably like the greatest movie of all time. It's because yeah, it is. Four is not the greatest movie of all yes, time. So it is. What do you consider to be a good movie? I don't know, like Million Dollar Baby. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, that is ridiculous. Well, he won an Oscar. The Rocky Boring. Four has Stallone in it, and he bashes a Russian's face to it's all like three. Lifting anvils and pulling trucks through the snow. Yeah. Million Dollar Baby yeah. is totally unrealistic. Yeah. Girls can't fight. They don't have muscles. Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Presented by Allen Electric. We're back to the Sports Buzz. The Sports Soccer with TJ Walker is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentucky Anna's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Give them a call, 636 HELP, for any electrical service. Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark. And let's bring on our guest from the Courier Journal. Kyle Tucker. Kyle, how's it going, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. You have any big Fourth the Fourth of July weekend plans? Uh, nope, not really. Just uh, furniture shopping and waiting to see where uh, Cash Daniels is going to college. Now, will you have to cover that? Will you have to go out to Paintsville and, and cover that decision? Uh, I I will not. I. Uh, was already planning to be out of town that day. So um, the 4th of July commitment is not ideal for uh, committing on a national holiday, not ideal for those of us who have to pay attention to it, but uh, I'll be watching from afar. Yeah, his reasoning was because he was a, uh, he's a, he loves America. He loves his country. I don't think he loves media members that are going to have to go out there and cover that on, uh, on their holiday, but that's okay. Uh, it, it seems like Kentucky will be the choice, but we'll we'll talk more about that later. Uh, you were at the NBA draft last week and 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 covered uh, the the six Kentucky guys that ended up getting drafted. Since then, Aaron Harrison ended up on Charlotte. Just a, a quick recap of the draft. What was maybe the biggest surprise regarding the UK guys, and uh, what was another thing that stood out for you about the NBA draft? I don't think there were any real huge surprises. I think sort of the tea leaves were indicating as we got closer and closer to the draft that Aaron wasn't going to get drafted. Um, I think everybody by draft day was predicting that Carl would go number one. Um, you know, I guess if there was any surprise, there, there, the buzz, the real big sort of buzz in the last few days before the draft about Willie Cauley-Stein was that he was probably going to slide and could really slide, um, you know, depending – Basically, Chad Ford said on the morning of the draft, if the if the Kings don't take him six, he could fall into the twenties, and that there were concerns about you know this stuff we've heard. Does he love the game? Also, you know the fact that he doesn't bring a lot of offense to the table. At least he didn't show it in college. Um, and then his surgically repaired left ankle, and whether or not that would need to be cleaned up. Um, all those things, you know, may, maybe he was going to slide, and so I was sort of prepared for that possibility. And thought, you know, I may be waiting a while to go and, and talk to him, but uh, the Kings did take him six. So um, I don't think that was that in and of itself was a huge surprise because there that was uh, it seemed like a place that really really liked him, and certainly I think Demarcus Cousins lobbied for him. Um, but you know, when when there's all this chatter leading up to it and people speculating that he might fall, um, he didn't. So I, I don't know if I'd call it a huge surprise, but if, if there were anything that maybe didn't go the way that a lot of people thought it would. Uh, it was him going in the top ten after all. 
and it'll be uh, interesting to how to see how he fits up there. Also, talks of possibly Rajon Rondo going to Sacramento. Eric Bledsoe's name had been thrown around. Uh, could be a, a plenty of Kentucky guys playing for the Kings next season. We'll have to see how that unfolds. And with some of the with some of these guys like Rajon Rondo. Uh, uh, not him specifically, but other UK guys have gotten new contracts, gotten new deals. And I know you've been tracking all that money of UK guys in the pros. Uh, where and Anthony Davis's obvious 145 million five-year deal is the is the headliner there. But what's the total of those numbers? The the story you've been working on, and where does that rank in the rest with the rest of college basketball? Yeah, you know, it would have, it took me long enough to look up Kentucky and Cal guys, so I, I don't. I would like to spend some time at some point and do a comparative uh, analysis of some other coaches. Um, I didn't do just Kentucky guys across the board. I did Cal Perry's former players, which would include his Kentucky guys and also his Memphis guys, and there are fewer of those, Derrick Rose being a marquee one and Tyreek Evans with a pretty large contract. Um, but all of, all of Cal's Kentucky guys that have current contracts and his Memphis guys that are currently under contract, just their their deals as they exist today, not what they've already earned in the past, is uh, over $720 million. That's projecting uh, what Forbes projects the rookie, six rookies will make this year or will make on their rookie deals. Um, $720 million, and that also doesn't factor in that Enos Cantor will probably uh, get a, a new deal here shortly, either from Oklahoma City or one of the handful of teams that are courting him within the 40 to $60 million range. Uh, and that'll put them um, over $750 million in current contracts for Cal Perry's former players. That, uh, for the mathematically challenged, and I'm among them, that is three-quarters of a billion dollars. Um, and that's with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist still on his rookie deal, uh, Terrence Jones still on his rookie deal, two guys that are starting uh, valuable players in the NBA and will probably get, I would, I would suspect, you know, at least $50 million type deals if not bigger, because the salary cap is is growing up uh, next year um, when they're up for for new contracts. So then that that vaults you, you know, up over eight hundred into the mid eight hundred million dollar range for Cal Perry's former players. And of course, they already have the projected number one draft pick um, for twenty sixteen in, in Skull. So you know, it's uh, I just sort of wondered when when Anthony Davis's deal came out, I started wondering to myself. Is it possible that maybe his guys' contracts add up to something close to a billion dollars? Because it started to feel like, as I'm just doing rough math in my head, maybe there's maybe they're close. So uh, I spent a little time to look it up, and it, yeah, they they aren't that far off, especially considering they have more guys coming in the league. This huge crop of rookies, four lottery picks. If those four lottery picks play like lottery picks, you know, play like play up to their position in the draft and earn. Uh, solid to, to huge sectionals. You figure Carl Towns is a guy that ends up getting a hundred million dollar deal someday, and um, you know I think Phil Jackson or, or Larry Bird it was in the pre-draft process said he thought Collie Stein was eventually going to be a hundred million dollar man. Now you're looking at yeah they could have they could have concurrently active players who played for Cal Perry in the NBA with over a over a billion dollars in contracts. That's just an unbelievable amount of money, and only to do it in a six year stretch. Uh, is even more mind-numbing to me. And I know you haven't done other schools. Maybe you'll get to it someday. Maybe you won't. But I would have a tough time believing any other school could compete in that six-year run uh, of making guys that much money. Um, and I know you're new to the to the recruiting trail. 
Uh, that's one of your new duties at the Courier Journal, and I've seen you out on the road a time or two, and you've done a fantastic job with that because it's not an easy beat. Uh, but what do you think the reaction, if you were a 16- or 17-year-old kid and somebody told you that, hey, John Calipari's been at UK for six years uh, in the NBA, his guys have made nearly a billion dollars, what would that reaction be if you were a 16- or 17-year-old? Or what has been the reaction that you have noticed from some of those guys that you've interviewed? Well, I mean, I know, you, yeah, I know, they, the I know they don't uh, know the total. They don't know the total, but they do know that Calipari gets guys to the pros, and they're noticing how much they're getting paid. So I don't know if they've read your article yet, but uh, they they probably need to. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that they sell that, and and it's a number. Uh, you know, Calipari wrote his uh, his little manifesto yesterday on, on CoachCal.com about um, why he goes to the draft, and it's not him being there is about recruiting, but the, but the fact that all his guys are there every year. Uh, is what they sell to recruits and he actually I, I think this is the first certainly for me uh he actually linked to uh that that thing uh on our website about you know all the contracts and the value that it's uh, you know closing in on a billion dollars i i think he certainly has taken notice of just what an eye-popping number that is and i you know it's it's really easy to sell i mean how how hard is it to walk in when you when you got a number that just doesn't even seem uh plausible um for one coach to to have this many guys uh, go get drafted and then and then earn these huge contracts and that's the thing he's been selling a lot lately i don't you know saying that i don't just get guys drafted but they're they become stars and you know he's going to now have i think seven or eight guys over uh over 65 million dollars uh on their contracts right now um you know, it's pretty remarkable. And I just, you know, I know that when we went to, we, you and I were in Charlottesville at the Top 100 camp uh, a couple weeks ago, and one of the stories I was working on was just about, you know, Cal Perry was always known as a point guard guy, and now at Kentucky he's become sort of the big man whisperer. I mean, he's had this just incredible run of, of big guys, you know, six eleven, seven foot guys that, that have uh, played great, you know, been stars in college and been re- very high draft picks. And I talked to all the top big guys in the 2016 and 2017 classes, and that was their thing. It clearly has been his message is, you know, look at, look at what I've done with these guys. Look how many of them have been top ten, you know, lottery pick guys. Um, and they are paying attention. Every one of these guys wants to go to the NBA. I think it's been a selling point for Kentucky for, for a good while now in Calipari. But um, as it continues to happen and build and build and build, the numbers just get so crazy that I think it – it's just such a powerful <laughs> recruiting message. Whether or not, I think most of these elite guys, if they went and played anywhere, they would get to the NBA. But um, you know what he's selling is—it's it, not just getting there. You know his guys are becoming stars. Um, they are developing. He, he talks about Carl Towns. Nobody had him uh, projected as the number one pick. He was a highly regarded guy. He was going to be a top five pick probably. But the difference between being the fifth pick and the number one pick is pretty significant. Um, and it, you know, I, I don't think anybody could argue that Willie Cauley Stein, you know, whether he was going to get drafted when he got to Kentucky or think that he was much less, um, that he was going to end up being a, a top six pick in the NBA draft is sort of remarkable. And so, um, as those things keep happening, as the numbers get crazier and crazier now, 25 picks, uh, 19 first rounders, 13 lottery picks and three number one all overall draft choices. And it should be four, would have been four if, if Nerlens Noel had not gotten hurt uh, in six years at Kentucky. And then you then you throw dollar amounts on it, you know, seven hundred fifty million dollars in current contracts. That's a that's a mighty powerful recruiting message. 
And given all that information, those are fantastic facts. We're talking with Kyle Tucker, the Courier Journal, uh, the best in the biz. Given all those numbers and all that fact, would that, would that make you think that one national championship is a bit underwhelming for Kentucky? Yeah, that was sort of the the quick comeback I was getting from various um, other fan bases, uh, Duke and Carolina and Louisville, of course, fans. Uh, when I tweeted out that story yesterday. Uh, you know, and only one national championship. Well, I mean, okay, in six year, in the last six years, how many people have won more than one? Um, and in that time, has anybody else been to four Final Fours? Um, and how many have been to two national championship games? I mean, I, you know, they probably should have another one. They, they, they really could have a couple more. Um, but does that mean that he's not also winning? I mean, the, the I think the idea that, um, that he somehow is sacrificing winning to get guys in the NBA draft is just not true. I mean, how much more could they have won? They could have won two more games last year. <laughs> they won the first 38. Um, they ran into a good team. I think if they played Duke uh, instead of Wisconsin uh, in the Final Four, I think they would they would have gotten there. I, I think I think they were a better matchup to play Duke. Uh, Wisconsin just sort of had their number. They barely were able to beat that team the year before. It was a great, great Wisconsin team, and it was just a it was a tough matchup for them, uh, regardless of NBA prospects on your roster. It just was, and uh, I don't think that I don't think that they're uh, they're sacrificing winning. I don't think Calipari, in any way, uh, was thinking, you know, during the NCAA tournament, let's just get this over with. I want to get to the NBA draft because um, that's what matters to me. He he was he wanted badly to go undefeated and win a title, and they just didn't get it done. And I think you could you could critique some of his coaching, certainly. Uh, but but regardless, um, they have had an unbelievably successful run under him on the court and in the NBA draft. I, I just don't think it's – I think it's kind of a silly thing uh, to nitpick right now um, with him. Yeah, you, you had back-to-back years playing Wisconsin in the Final Four. Both of them could have gone either way where one team could have swept. And also you have to wonder how both those games having battles uh, back and forth – would hurt their national title chances just playing two days later. Obviously, it hurt Kentucky's, and obviously, it hurt Wisconsin's, neither team coming away with the championship. All right, before we let you go, I'm going to ask you just some quick questions. You can give uh, some some quick answers to them. You don't you don't have to. I, I know you're trying to get out of here because you're a busy guy. Uh, first one on Saturday, July 4th, it'll be UK's takeover day on SEC Network. What would be one Kentucky game that you would show? Well, what's one UK game since you've been covering the team, uh, I guess now for four or five years, that jumps out to you that, that would have to be on that uh, uh, that that stretch of games the, that Saturday? The Wichita State game. I mean, it's the best basketball game I've ever watched in person. Uh, it was just such a high-level game and uh, really, really entertaining. And it was just, you know, it was a game that Wichita State was undefeated and lost and their season was over, but in that game, even in defeat, I think validated itself as, you know, one of the three or four best teams in the country that year. Um, you know, you would have thought that, that um, Kentucky would have just to- had to totally, or, the, or that they would have just had to totally uh, lay an egg for Kentucky to beat them, but Kentucky um, played one of its best games, maybe its best game of the year, and so did Wichita State, and it just... It came down to the very end, and I thought when it was in the air that you know Wichita State's last shot was going in, and that that whole run that we saw never happens. Uh, none yeah. of the Aaron Harrison shots go in if if uh, um, if um, 
which Stuff States does. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, that that was a remarkable game. It was so much fun to watch. It was it was played at a at a great pace. It was played at a very high skill level. I mean, Clay Anthony early that night that day um, was spectacular. I mean, you could not have convinced me when that game was over that he he wasn't going to be a a really uh, viable NBA uh, player because he just looked incredible. Um, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that game itself maybe put uh, a few dollars on hit on early to be maybe rookie of the year in the NBA. Got him at really good odds and not even a sniff. He had a, a, a stinker of a rookie year. I also saw a girl wearing a Wichita State Shock the World shirt today at lunch, which was kind of rare to see in Louisville. Uh, next next quick quick question. Uh, the Vegas odd maker said UK football over under win total is six. You taking the over or under? Oof. Uh, I would I would say six. You know, I think I think they're going to hit six wins. I'm actually writing something right now, just looking at okay, if you give them three off the top, where do they get the last three wins to get to six? Because I think that'll that's sort of the the benchmark for success in year three under Stoops. I think he he knows and and everyone else does that get to a bowl game, get six wins, and get to the postseason is the is I think the 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 minimum standard of what they need to do to show fans and and demonstrate that they are continuing to make progress um and so um i think they'll get there i think they'll get six I, i've convinced i've convinced myself going through the schedule that they can squeeze out uh three more wins after after you give them the, the obvious uh three um monroe um uh, charlotte and um eastern kentucky as I'm, my brain is frozen on me. I think they can still they can still three more, and uh, you'll have to read our website to see which three I think they'll get. Oh, I look forward to to reading that. Last question before we let you go: It's Fourth of July weekend. There's a lot of eating contests. Which eating contest would you do best in? Uh, any food of your choice? What what would you dominate? Well, when I was uh, when I was a young buck of a reporter, uh, 21 or 22 years old, working in Virginia. Um, was when the craze of the the Coney Island hot dog eating contest really got cranked up. The Nathan's Famous uh, that they show on ESPN every year, and uh, the, the, they uh, you get there with regional qualifiers, and one was coming to Norfolk, Virginia, where I happened to live, and so I participated in it, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I wrote about it. I actually ate alongside a famous uh, competitive eater named Crazy Legs Conti, whose claim to fame was that he. Uh, once ate himself out of a uh, phone booth filled with popcorn, and uh, he had actually legally changed his name to Crazy Legs. I checked his uh, driver's <laughs> license, and, and uh, he uh, he he's actually been uh, on the on the show there when they televised the hot dog contest for several years now. Um, and uh, actually went to Coney Island that year and watched Kobe Kobayashi set the uh, then record. I think it was 60 hot dogs before he got banished, and, and Billy Chestnut has taken over as the champion. Uh, and a year later, I actually got to meet Sonia the Black Widow, who is the women's world champion hot dog eater. Um, so anyway, to answer your question, I was really bad at the hot dog uh, contest. I ate about six in four minutes and uh, then had to fight off the urge to vomit, and so I stopped. So um, anyway, that's my that's my eating contest story for you tj well i if, if you wrote about that experience i would love to see the link for it if you still have it or the clips or whatever i would love to read that story uh, I'm kinda, dig it out of the archives 
Well, it, that that sounds amazing. I'm I'm a little disappointed. You, I I fancy you a pretty good eater. I thought you'd do better than that, but that's okay. Uh, that's 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 fine. But Kyle, that, I, this was great. Thanks so much for coming on with me. But one 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 parting shot, so that I can reclaim my pride. I did once in a two man competition uh, eat twenty one slices of pizza on the uh, Pizza Hut buffet. Um, but after <laughs> the but after the recent story about the uh, Pizza Hut worker um, here in Lexington, I believe uh, those days are over for me. Yeah, with uh, his hand in his pants, and and now they they're putting hot dogs on pizzas. You got to love this country, Kyle. Uh, enjoy your Fourth of July weekend, and uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Bye, man. See you. And that was just fantastic radio. Thanks a lot for Kyle Tucker coming on. I, I I mean, the facts and the numbers that he were throwing that he was throwing out in that first segment, it's unbelievable. I mean, it is. It, it would it would be so tough to, if I were a sixteen or seventeen or eighteen year old and see those numbers and decide, you know what? Maybe I, no, I need to go somewhere else. Uh, Kentucky isn't the right fit for me. The only way is if you don't think you're going to get playing time. That's the only way. It's just the what Calipari has been able to do, putting guys in the league. And, and okay, maybe these guys, like Kyle said, maybe they go to the NBA regardless, and, and they do. Most of them, they do. Maybe they get drafted around the same spot, maybe a spot higher, maybe a spot lower. That has happened, and it hasn't happened. So you, you've got sample cases of both. Generally, UK guys, you, they get drafted higher than if they don't go to UK, or, or at least you can hypothetically think that. Uh, but they're doing well in the NBA. They are. They're doing well in the NBA. They're doing better than a lot of others than than a lot of guys from other schools. So is it that John Calipari is just picking really good guys that do really well in the NBA, or is it something about development at Kentucky and preparation at Kentucky, playing against great guys day in and day out, that translates to NBA success? Is it that? And if it's if it's the latter, there. I just don't know how you, you can't pick Kentucky, and I think a lot of kids feel the same way. That's why John Calipari's had a, a, a top-two recruiting class every year he's been at Kentucky, with the majority of those being the best recruiting class. You, you all have got to read Kyle Tucker's story on the Courier-Journal about that. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet it out. It's just crazy numbers, almost a billion dollars in, in just six years. And it's going to be more than that, because like you said, a lot of guys still going on rookie contracts. So, uh, great stuff with Kyle. I speaking of eating and food eating contest. I I would my dad would always take a a buddy one of my buddies and me to to Hooters every Tuesday. I think it was for all you can eat wings, or I guess it was wings. It was Wings Day, so it was Wednesday. Every Wednesday when we were in high school, when when we couldn't drive, it was actually pretty fun. Uh, we, we'd go up there. And I think the most wings I ever ate, you you had to eat fifty to get a t shirt. And I think one time I just push myself to the limit to get 40 just to say I, I cleared that benchmark knowing I wasn't even going to get close to 50 because I couldn't put another thing in my stomach. Uh, but the buddy that went with me every time, Trevor, he uh, he, he was a, a better eater than me, I'll admit that. And he had eaten probably, he was right around me at 40 wings, and the waitress comes back and says they were out of breaded wings. Uh, he could eat naked wings, but they couldn't give him the shirt unless he ate 70 total wings. So he had to eat another additional 30 naked wings. Uh, he got to, I think, around 65 and was going to keep going, but he was going to have to get a new order of wings to come back because they only give you about seven or eight. And uh, they said, hey, kid, you are 
14 years old, 15 years old, you're going to kill yourself. Just take take the damn T-shirt and get the hell out of here. Uh, that was probably the most impressive eating feat that I've ever seen in my life while I was only able to put back 40, which at the time I thought was unbelievable. I'm, I'm glad um, to see Hooters is protective of the uh, the $3 T-shirt it took him, uh, how much it cost him to make that probably. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, I, I've always wondered how many hot dogs I could eat. Obviously, Trevor, we, we have the cheesy biscuit debate that we oh, haven't yeah. followed through on yet. I think I'm a pretty good eater. I think 40 wings is a lot. Uh, I, I really think if, if I didn't have to eat the bun, I think I could put down in an hour, I think I could easily put down 12 to 15 hot dogs, and I'm not kidding. Now, now um, you eat your wings, are you a normal wing guy, or are you the type of guy that puts the whole wing in your mouth and pulls out the bone? I'm normal. Those people are weird. I'm normal. <laughs> it is I, weird I to watch somebody do A friend of mine eats them like that, and it always weirds me out when I watch them do it. Yeah, I and there's uh, there's some other wing things. We'll we'll talk more about this. We need to head to commercial break. Run a little bit behind. It's Throwback Thursday. We're gonna also talk a little bit about what Kyle Tucker said. Uh, there's plenty. You know, an hour and a half just sometimes isn't enough. So stick around here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. We'll be back. You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric. Oh, here it is, Bratislava. Capital of Slovakia. Oh, here's a fun fact. You made out with your sister, man! Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! We're back. I haven't heard that song in a while, Trevor. Thanks for playing it. Uh, that was a little nod to Yates. That's uh, one movie me and him completely agree on. It's one of his favorites. And I saw it on TBS last night, which, by the way, is not the best time to watch a movie like Eurotrip on TBS. Uh, and it made me think about putting that sound clip. One of my favorite sound clips in that movie. I haven't seen that movie in quite some time. It reminds me I probably should should watch it. Uh, all right, so let's let's go on and do Throwback Thursday. Let's right. let's do all this right. now. Uh, we've got plenty more to talk about, but let's knock this out. It's been a while since we've done it. I'm ready to stump you yet again. Let's play a little Throwback Thursday. It's that time. What time is it? Damn time. What we gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? So ya thought ya might like to go to the show. Contestants, good luck. Now, question number one. Who discovered America? Dick York? Dude, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. All right, your first question. 1588. That is correct. 
All right, let's play a little trivia. That was a mar- so that this- was a marathon on last night too. Uh, Back to the Future marathon was on. All right. So this is how the game is played. I will give an event. We'll we'll start with a, a world event, and then we will. Uh, Trevor will, will guess a year, and then if the year is not correct, then I will give him the next clue, and then he will get a guess a year after that. So you get a clue, he guesses a year. You get a clue, you guess a year. We will mix in some sports ones as well, so you can play at home. Here we go. And the clues get harder uh, or easier as they go along, I assume. Correct. Right. They get yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw out a softball to you right off the bat. Uh, but I. But you know, each each clue you should at least be able to narrow it down a little bit more and maybe have an educated guess if you don't know the exact year. But uh, I, I think you'll do well this time. Will we, will, we'll are see. Are we gonna get a uh, like a Fourth uh, of July kind of uh, theme going on with this? Uh, no Fourth of July theme. Uh, I'm so, kind of disappointed in that one, but okay, I guess so. I can be okay with that. I, 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 I did this quick. I did this one quick today. I'm glad to see uh, a lot of effort so, into it. Uh, mysterious disease strikes America, the American Legion Convention in Philly, killing 29 people. Mysterious disease. What year was this, Trevor? Uh, 1980. You are wrong. You don't. You don't have the. There's, there's the fail horn. Uh, love, love hearing that. Okay. Uh, so first one wrong. Bold Forbes wins the Kentucky Derby. I don't even remember that horse. <laughs> um, nineteen. See, I'm, 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 I'm locked on this mysterious disease, unfortunately. Um, 1976. I, I, I heard you typing. No, I was. I'm sorry to God, I wasn't typing anything in. If, if you heard me typing, heard you were hearing you, me cue up the next song. I heard you typing. Am I? Am I right? You're right, but I'm not <laughs> buying that you. I'm not I buying am you. The smartest re- man alive. <laughs> Because Trevor, you, you're you not said, gonna play by the rules. No, I swear, I swear on the Eagles. If the, if I am lying, the Eagles can go zero and sixteen the rest of my life and every season, and Louisville will never win, never make another NCAA tournament. I'm not buying that you knew that. You said just, you, you, you emphasize you emphasized mysterious disease, which told me it was HIV. HIV was mostly introduced in 1976. It was primarily introduced in 1976 during the uh, bicentennial. I aged up to eighty, thinking maybe I was giving it a couple years. To integrate into a uh, a scare, but when you said the horse, and I was trying to think what year, and I couldn't remember, I was trying to think what year. Maybe uh, it could be around that late seventies. Yeah, yeah. That's Get out my... of here! <laughs> Get out yeah. of here! I'm not buying that. I am the smartest man alive. You, you took a Woo! long, you took a long pause. You took a long pause before you answered that one because you were typing it up to find out. You typed nice. in bold Forbes. And the first thing that would have came up was 1976 Derby champion. I swear Trevor, you, look, look, play I, by the rules. I will send you a screen. Look, I'm taking a screenshot right now of the computer here at the station. Oh, like you couldn't already have deleted it. I haven't hey, deleted get anything. Out of here. Get out of here. Don't be hating. And it's not as fun. For the- Don't hate us because you're us. It's not as fun when you for the people listening at home when you're going to go on and cheat like that. I did not cheat. Not- I swear. Next I- question. Medium household income. 
income, $12,686. That's not a lot of money. And that wouldn't have helped That was the medium household in 1976. Pittsburgh football goes 12-0, and is crowned national champ. Oh, that would have known. Tony Dorsett. Yeah. Mark May. They beat Louisville that year, by the way. Jimmy Carter elected president. That would have given it away. Jimmy Carter was president when, yeah, when I was born, which is nineteen eighty. Well, you were born, you were born in eighty, but yeah. So I, I was hoping was you'd president. probably get it around that one. I, I know, I know. I <laughs> Michigan wins, ba- wins the basketball, or Indiana wins the basketball championship, beating Michigan. Uh, you know, I would come on. That would that was a that's a softball for me. That was Rocky that was comes the only out of four with two undefeated teams, including Rutgers. Rocky comes out. I would have known you were in the late seventies. I didn't. I didn't know for exactly that was seventy six. So there it was, and it it did have a little Fourth of July theme because it was the bicentennial. Uh, you, you did forget. You did forget one other little tidbit. I am the smartest man alive. The the the, the fine folks that do our podcast say they're going to check your computer history, so you better delete it because I, we're going to know. You can bring up the history. You, I'll take a picture. I'll tell you right now what I was typing. You'll hear it in a second. I don't. Well, I don't. We go to break. I don't what wanna, I was I typing was I was bringing up your outro song. I don't want to see. I don't want to see your history to begin with. <laughs> oh come on! I guarantee it won't make you blush. Anyways, that was that was a bummer because I I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna believe it. Well, maybe you uh, should take so maybe take a little more time and effort into trying to stump me. At this point, you should realize, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. You should you should realize at some point I know my stats, I know my history, and clearly I I am the smartest man alive. So you might want to take a little more time trying to stump me. Well, if you're gonna use Google, then I'm not I gonna be able to. All right, we're done with it. We're done with it. We're done with it. Anybody can look smart on Google, Trevor. Oh, man, don't be hating because you know I, I knew it. Don't so, be hating. So, SEC Network, I, we mentioned this to Kyle Tucker earlier in the show, will be having a, a BBN takeover on Saturday. They're letting all the teams do it during these dog days of summer. Um, I think today was Florida, if I'm not mistaken. They, they've already done a few. Arkansas had one. I think Auburn might have had one. They've already done a few. Kentucky's is on Saturday, which is kind of a bummer because – Everybody, nobody's going to be sitting at home watching TV all day on Saturday. Uh, but get your DVR ready, get it recorded, plenty to watch. So here's a few of the things that will be coming on Saturday. Uh, at midnight on Friday, so if you're out late and you come home from the bars, uh, I guess if you come home from the bars at midnight, that wouldn't be coming. That wouldn't be out late. Uh, but the first thing off the bat will be the Kentucky-Kansas Champions Classic game from 2011. Uh, that would eventually be a preview of the national title game. So that's how you start it out. They're going to have a 2012 volleyball game with Kentucky and Tennessee. 2015 gymnastics start at 3.30. 2014 soccer, Kentucky versus Florida. Uh, 7 a.m. You're going to uh, 7 a.m. early morning, your 4th of July a game that I think is underrated in the Calipari era, the 2010 SEC Championship game. That was uh, DeMarcus Cousins' last-second putback. You're going to have 2012 baseball, South Carolina versus Kentucky at 9 a.m. At 11 a.m., you're going to have Big Blue International. Kentucky volleyball is in China. You're going to have the Big Blue preview at 11.30. Softball at noon. Uh, Women's basketball at 2. UK versus South Carolina in 2015. 2014 men's basketball at four with Kansas versus Kentucky. That was this past year, uh, the 31-point win. I'm sure Kentucky fans would love to see that. That's a 4 o'clock 
at 6, you're going to have the 2007 football game against Louisville. That's when Stevie got loose. Uh, one of the better, most memorable games at Commonwealth Stadium. 2014 football against South Carolina, which was last season. A, a nice win for the Cats and, and Mark Stoops. And then uh, the 2014 men's basketball game, Louisville versus Kentucky at 10 p.m. Um, Kentucky going into the Yum Center and coming away with a win. That will be how the BBN takeover on SEC Network ends. We're going to head to a commercial break, and then we will be back here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Hang around. White trash name. Guess. Mandy. Nope. Marilyn. Nope. Brittany. Nope. Tiffany. Nope. Candace. Nope. No, All I'm right, speed round. Serious. I'm going to rattle off some names when I hit you, it, buzz it, okay? I will tell you. You got me? Yeah. All right, Brandy, Heather, Channing, Brianna, Amber, Sabrina, Melody, Dakota, Sierra, Bambi, Crystal, Samantha, Autumn, Ruby, Taylor, Tara, Tammy, Lauren, Charlene, Chantel, Courtney, Misty, Jenny, Krista, Mindy, Noel, Shelby, Trina, Reba, Cassandra, Nikki, Kelsey, Shauna, Jolene, Erling, Claudine, Savannah, Casey, Dolly, Kendra, Kali, Chloe, Devin, Emily, Becky. Nope. Wait, was it any one of those names with a Lynn after it? Yes. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. Brandy Lynn, Hevelyn, Tammy Lynn. You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric. We're back here, 1450 the Sports Buzz. It will be the last. No show tomorrow. Enjoy uh, your day off if you have it. But I'm. Pretty sure all of you all should, hopefully you do, and be able to celebrate the 4th of July with a nice little three-day weekend to kick off my three-day weekend, Trevor. I'll be doing a little Bambi walk tonight. Oh, yeah. you, you, you knew the Bambi walk. I think it was coffee that uh, when Phoenix Hill closed, he had uh, he had not heard of that, and I was almost blown away by it. And uh, But uh, obviously it was him. I couldn't remember if it was him or you. I do so many shows now when talking to everybody, I forget uh, who I tell what to. Uh, that I guess it had to be had to be him because I, I I've done the Bambi walk a few times. I think we've talked about it on the show well, even even when Phoenix Hill closed. I'm sure it came up. I mean, obviously that was one of the first things I thought of is where you're gonna conclude. The, I guess I mean I guess you could just take the the bar right next to Phoenix Hill. Well, Trevor, and, and this goes for everybody listening. If you play by the Bambi walk rules, you are not making it to Phoenix Hill. <laughs> you're, just, you're you're just not. And at least I, and I know you don't towards I, the hospital at least. I know you don't like to. I know you don't like to play by the rules, but oh, um, oh don't go be hating because I don't hate me because you hate me. With 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 Yates texting us, I I believe you. I believe you got lucky. Uh, Yates sent a text saying that Trevor couldn't Google that quickly. A nice little backhanded compliment to say, hey, he was right. Uh, so that's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. But really, if you have a drink at every bar from Bambi. You were not getting to Phoenix Hill. Now you can't get to Phoenix Hill because it's closed. There, there's no way. I really don't think there there would be a possibility of that happening. How many bars is on the on the on the walk slash crawl? Is it like twelve or thirteen? I think. Oh hell no! It's more than that. 
I mean, maybe true like bars, maybe twelve or thirteen. But we stop at you know we stop in beer nos, we stop in pizza places. Uh, you know, we don't stop in every restaurant, but we if it's a place that sells beer and serves food, we're going to go in there as long as we're accepted. Uh, there have been places where we have been turned down. We don't go to a place like Ceviche, which is super nice. But if it kind of has a, a sporty feel to it, we're going in there. I was trying to find a list of the bars, and I haven't. Uh, I, could, I could name 12 off the bat, that, and there's, there's plenty more than that. Uh, the the walk for us we start at Bambi. You head right on over to Kearns. You go to uh, now you have a little bit of a walk and you go to that that the Mexican place. I think well, is it Solas Texas. Left Field Lounge is listed according to uh, a uh, Google search of just Bambi Walk Louisville and the article I clicked on, which is from um, Louisville dot com, uh, has uh, Left Field Corner after Kearns, then Hideaway Saloon, which is four uh, Cumberland. Bruce. No, we go. No. We go. We go to. We went to we went to Souls, but all those other places are sounding good too. And 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, uh, 21 bars, not including what was Phoenix Hill. So 20 bars now, according to this article, are part of the Bambi Walk. That's 20 okay. I drinks. think we go to. I, I think I think we go to more than that, uh, a few more, uh, because we go to some that again aren't really bars. We stop at, uh, like I said, we stop at Sola Tecas. There's a few pizza places yeah, along the way that they're probably not counting. Well, Wix was on here. They didn't see uh, the the what you just mentioned. The we Mexico. go to last year for the Fourth of July one. We stopped. That was Wix was where we hung it up uh, while we still had a little dignity left in us and and, and got a cab ride home. Um, but again, the furthest I've ever made it on Bambi Walk, I think, was Flanagan's. That was this um, one on here. Yeah, which how many how many Raptor Flanagan's do they list? Well, now another another thing I clicked on, which is actually like a Google map that comes up, it does have Souls Aztecas listed on here. Uh, it has after that Left Field Lounge again, Dundee Tavern, Sapero, Hideaway, Cumberland Brews, Tony Boomba's, Bear Nose, Backdoor, uh, Akiko's, Cahoots, O'Shea's, Wicks, Flanagan's, Molly Malone's. Tequila Factory, which is not something you want to hear the words of after you've already been to about nine or ten bars. Wait, they have they have mo- they have Molly's after Flanagan's. Yeah, hasn't that moved? Yeah, or, Flanagan's is further down Barchtown Road than Molly's, unless I'm crazy. And o- O'Shea's is right across the street from it, but Flanagan's a little further down. I thought they've got it. Uh, yeah, it's got it kind of far down. I'm looking at like on a Google map. See, Bernos, Boombas, Cumberland. Uh, hideaway, then Dundee's looks like it's pretty far down left field. Oh no, I'm going the wrong way. Uh, no, it looks like it's pretty. <laughs> it looks like it's pretty close to each other because Outlook in. No, I, I know they're I know they're close to one another, but I thought it was if you're doing the Bambi walk, you're going to stop in Molly's before you get to Flanagan's. Well, well, I guess yeah, because well, I might not be because where the markers are on the street, they're literally like there's like four of them right on top of each other. So I guess the order between Flanagan's and Molly's and maybe. Tequila and Outlook are all kind of no really. Uh, I've never heard of tequila, never heard of tequila, and I've never been there. Uh, Yates says Flanagan's is further down, about a half block. So, okay, so I've been relatively close to finishing it. I would like to make it to Flanagan's tonight and at least uh, tie my record. But I mean, it depends what you're drinking at each place. I mean, if you're just gonna have a beer, you you could get a lot farther down the Bambi crawl. I mean, easily. If you're well, just you, having even a beer, that, even but if you're gonna drink like an LIT at each one. 
you're you're no, you're 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 heading to a, a dark, dark place well before you even get near the back door, and there's no pun intended in that. Well, and if you're wondering where Nick Coffee's show is and why these people are talking about uh, the Bambi Walk, he, he's running a little bit behind, so we're doing a little bit of overtime, and, uh, it's our, it's and he'll our be here. being out tomorrow, so we get a little extra, t- yeah. you know, ten minutes or so. He'll he'll uh, he'll be here soon enough. So I'll, I'll keep you all updated uh, on how far I go. If you see a big group of idiots wearing a bunch of USA and patriotic stuff, nothing nothing idiotic about that. Walking down Bartstown Road, give us a honk. Uh, come say hi, so come say hey to me. I'll, I'll probably be wearing my jorts, showing it all. Um, so that should be fun. I'm really excited for probably about Fourth of July. Even more once you get farther down the Bambi crawl. You're probably right about that. I got to decide which USA jersey I want to wear tonight. Uh, Cash Daniels announcing on Saturday. By everything I've heard, if he doesn't pick UK, he will be the biggest villain to Kentucky football with the way he's been teasing Cats fans. So expect him to to pick UK on the fourth. He's between Louisville, South Carolina. And the Cats, I don't think Louisville has a chance. I don't even know how much they really have been recruiting him as of late. Um, so expect him to go to Kentucky. Deron Lamb is going to end up on the Warriors Summer League. Uh, I, you know, you, you feel bad for Deron Lamb because he seemed like he had so much talent, especially as a shooter coming out of, out of college, and he did so much for Kentucky. Uh, but you've heard some stories off the court with Duran. It seems like he's really down to his last chance with the NBA. I don't know if the Warriors is the best chance to get it. Because there are teams in the NBA that probably do need a really good shooter, and Deron Lamb at one point was a really good shooter. I don't think the Warriors are that team, but you still hope for the best. Uh, It seems that LaMarcus Aldridge is going to give the Lakers another shot and give them another pitch. Uh, The Suns are making cap room to to be able to land him, so NBA free agents still. You're the Suns, and you don't land him, by the way, after making these moves for nothing. That's going to turn out might be biting you in the butt. You've given up Marcus Moore. Now, P.J. Tucker's irrelevant, but Marcus Moore is a nice young piece. You give him up for nothing, which is what you did to clear cap for Aldridge, and you don't get Aldridge, you you might want to do something. Hopefully there's a plan B in set because that's not going to look good on the Suns. Yeah, it's not at all. Uh, So we'll keep an eye on that, see how that – uh, how that all plays out. Uh, what else did I have that we needed to mention? Um, Gates I, has I, now been suspended for four games thanks to PED violations today. I saw that, uh, and, and also a player from the Packers, although I uh, forget who it was. Yeah, but um, unless it was yeah. an offensive player, we're, we're, the only reason we even care about Antonio Gates doing PEDs is because it opens up our fantasy football questions. Well, and and we're going to talk a lot of fantasy football on this show. Uh, we my league, my keeper league. We've already started the summer meetings to discuss the summer. Our summer meet, our, our fantasy football league is hilarious because we just all we do nothing but argue every year. And we argue about the same stuff year in and year out, uh, and it, it gets it gets mind numbing. So my but my keepers this year, Trevor. I had a pretty bad team last year. Yates can vouch for that. And I worked my tail off to get in the playoffs. I, I had no business with my roster get to get in, and I did. I made some trades. I did whatever I had to do. Really, I, I should have won manager of the year because I, I had a terrible team and lost lost in the first round as an eight seed to the one seed. But I was happy to get in because in our league, if you don't get in, you have to pay for all the beer at the draft. So I wanted I wanted to be able to get in. Let me ask uh, you a question. Where, how, on a scale of one to five, five being uh... – you know, obviously oozing machismo of confidence and one being, you know, not coming out of your shell. Where are you? Where do you rank yourself uh, in terms of your ability to play fantasy football? To, to play, I yeah, probably an eight. Like eight okay. 
Well, eight, I said one out of five, so eight's pretty obviously. Oh, you're probably, I thought you said one out of ten. You're clearly oozing more machismo than you than you could contain. Uh, that, I, uh, that, that being said, are you willing to uh, enter the uh, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship with me this year? Oh, well, that's something we can certainly talk about. Little, uh, little but we do play a with the big boys. We'll talk about it. But we do a keeper league where you got you have to keep two players on your team from the year prior, and I, I'm I might have to. My options are Trey Mason, Collard, and Kaepernick, and uh, who is hope option three is a gun to the head. Julius Thomas. So yeah. it's gonna yeah, you might it's wanna, gonna be one of those three guys. I, I I go option four, jump in a lake with with uh, cement shoes. I traded away T. Y. Hilton because I I needed to get some more depth. I thought you were uh, gonna say because you were high on crack, but okay. I at one time had Marshawn Lynch to start the season, but I didn't like the way I drafted, so I did. I guess I could I could keep Joyke Bell too. Uh, so I'm in I'm in trouble. Yeah, needless you could to say. keep him. I mean, or you could just pick him up as a free agent after the draft is over. I mean, either way, whichever makes you feel better. Exactly. Uh, so uh, on Saturday, you can watch all these old UK games. As you'll notice, all these games that they will be showing were on ESPN. So if you're wondering how the hell do they not have the 2012 national title game on there, well, that was on CBS and the 2012 uh, all the great NCAA tournament games. And there's been an unbelievable amount of of doozies. Uh, since John Calipari took over, uh, those won't be on there because they're CBS games, so you won't see those. Uh, there are plenty of the LSU UK football game, which was great. You won't find that one either because that was uh, on CBS as well. So if you're wondering where those were, that's why uh, those won't be there. Uh, we're running out of time. And, and if you're anti Kentucky, you can turn over to Big Ten Network and you can probably catch the uh, 2012 Indiana UK replay, which was on the other day. I mean, why do you why do you do this stuff? You know, it's a UK team show, and you do you do the stupid crap all the time. Because you accused me of cheating on trivia, and I swear I didn't. And then I ended up giving you props for it, and, and now you I'm going to say backhanded that, comments to me as reg- afterwards. You, I didn't. Yates did it, not me. Uh, and, and and you know what? A lot of IU fans talk trash about that game, and it, it was a bummer for UK because if UK that was their first loss of the season, maybe that team ends up going undefeated. Who knows? But a lot of IU fans talk trash about that game. Why would you ever talk trash when you end up getting your season ended by that team later on in the turn? I mean, I'll just never understand but nobody it. Nobody remembers and, that really. Everybody always just remembers the uh, the shot in the regular season. No one ever oh, remembers them losing. I, I remember when you when you drop a hundred on a team in the Sweet Sixteen. That's embarrassing. It's like it's uh, like that's when, really when Houston snapped UCLA's uh, or Houston beat UCLA in the Astrodome. Everyone remembers that game, but no one remembers that UCLA beat Houston by thirty in the Final Four that year. Yeah, Except well, for me, because I, I, I'm, I'm just containing way too much knowledge. So yeah, it seems like seems like you seems like you remember it just <laughs> fine. Uh, everybody have a happy and safe Fourth of July. I want to thank everybody that serves in our great military. Has served. You guys are heroes. Uh, I really cannot say enough good things about you all. Hope you take a, a moment this weekend to give yourself a pat on the back. And if you were not, if you did not serve in the military, uh, say thank you to somebody that did. Uh, They risked everything for this great country, the country that we will celebrate on Saturday. So thank you to you all. Uh, Everybody else, enjoy your weekend. It should should be a good one. Enjoy some, some rest and relaxation. We'll see you on Monday here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Thanks for listening. Take a Jordan boy, show him how Kentucky do. Oprah Prince Classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget to seven, no be hitting two. So I'll call it blue grass, so I'll call it purple. I'ma call it home, take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to BG in my zone. Let me hear you say, high time, sitting by the river.
tell me how to run my life when they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going right. Uh. High time, sitting by the river, got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Say it's time to take a trip to where the grass is blue and peep how the mid south do. Come on, it's okay. I've been with your boys to the river.